This Bible teaching comes to you from the Apostolic Church All Nations Centre in Kennington, London. Here now is Pastor Abraham Saki with the Word of God. I want to bless the Lord for His presence in this place. I want to bless the Lord for you. As somebody said last week, we, we seem to run a, a shift, uh, not a shift, yeah, a shift system. And uh, you come today, I come today, you come today, I come today, and that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> We're not running really. I'm not, be, I'm not taking the Mickey, please. I don't do that. We don't do that in Bermondsey. Praise His holy name. I want to bless for all of who have uh, collaborated to make the meeting what it is. I often tell myself I wouldn't do certain things, but when I come, collaborate. I had said, well, have you, have you ever heard a news item where the police have arrested people who were collaborating to, 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 to break into a bank? No. Thank you very much. Well done, uh, Honorable. They conspire. They don't collaborate. The word collaborate carries positive connotations. You connive. Conspire. Oh, we're conspiring to come and preach in church. Oh, hang on a second. That's not. Oh. No, you do collaborate. You do understand. Do you understand? Amen. Oh, let me ask. Do you understand? Yes. Thank you. You say Benny. Yes, sir. Yeah. Thank you. So there we go. Our subject today, or for this week, for this month, is the banners of our God. And there is much to be said on this. Let me just say to you, I'm going to try, often when you have a common theme, somebody must set a scene. And often it's my task to set the scene. And so you do what we call, we were talking, just uh, Pastor Back when I were, well, we were talking, we were talking about footballers who were called, they did the donkey work. Those who did the donkey work, they did the hard work, the dirty work. And then there are the slick ones, the, the what was it called them now, the great Glen Hoddles and the uh, Adelaide of this world, they come all slick. Meanwhile, they are the, those in the midfield, the midfield dynamos. You know what I'm talking about? Those who get a job really, really done. They put in the boot if it's necessary. So here we are. I'm not saying that I'm the one who puts in the boot. No, no, far away from that. Except, of course, we're on the football field. So our subject is the banners of our God. And I'm going to seek to explain a few things to us. And I will pick up from there. My appeal to you is that please listen. If you're at home, please listen. It takes a while to come, to prepare to come and stand over here. Okay, here we go. Slide two. The subject is not a subject just for the month of February. We've been told that the month of February is a, is a month of love. I, I suppose because it's a Valentine's, Valentine's Day, and um, or we celebrate Valentine's. And please, some of you, why should I buy you a car? Please go and buy. You villager, villager, total villager. Yeah? Okay, these days, he says, I send her something. Tell her you love her. Tell her she's wonderful. I say, what about him? <laughs> they say, man, you are not wonderful at all. You are just what you are. Bad joke. Tell him, is the Adonis. You know what an Adonis is? Yeah, man. Stand the real man. Not the one the wind blows away. You know what I'm talking about? And so, this subject is a subject for the whole year. In fact, beyond the year. It should be it should characterize the rest of our earthly journey. What we've come to do is nothing to do with tell stories, superstition, what we're going to call mythology. I will explain mythology in a second. We seek to be biblical. At least I seek to be biblical. Biblical means, it's that, does the Bible preach it? Is it there? 
We will not tell you long tall tales or shaggy dog stories. We will seek to convey to you what the Bible says. To try to do anything else we'll be wasting our time. We waste our time. And we are not going to do that. This kind of subject we're talking about is not normally taught in, in, in places. And so we run the risk of being called superstitious people. People who believe in myths and stuff like that. And yet, and yet, and yet, when you take time to read scripture, you find that what we're talking about is grounded in scripture. So let's go to slide four. I mean, reading a book, actually, skimming through a book called Remythologizing Scripture. It's, very, it's about 500, 600 pages. Remythologize. Let me read to you a few things so that we get it in perspective. Slide four. The rise of modern science and the proclaimed in quotes, death of God in the 19th century led to a radical question of divine action and authorship. Remythologizing re uh, the theology moves in another direction that begins by taking seriously the biblical accounts of God speaking. It establishes divine communication or communicative action as a formal and material principle of theology and suggests that interpersonal dialogue rather than impersonal causality is a keystone of God's relationship with the world. Our relationship with God or our dealing with God is based on relationship. And where there is no sound relationship, you find out you have things that are not right. Go to slide five. Let me just talk about a, a term we used to back, 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 back in the day when we were, when we were young. You heard of the theophany or Christophany. These days we talk about something else. And sometimes are we coming or going? I do not know. So theophany and Christ, Christophany, please understand that I said I'm laying the foundation. So that somebody who would criticize us, oh, these are a bunch of uh, incompetentos. They don't know what they're talking about. Oh, no, my friend. Oh, no. We, too, have read the books. We, too, have watched the videos. Well, at least I have. And that's not boasting. These basically mean an appearance of God. Some will use the term Christophany to refer to an appearance of Christ prior to his arrival in the Gospels. So that if you're in the Old Testament... You talk of a theophany, God. When you come to the New Testament, they Christophany. Yep. Theophanies don't always mean God appears in the form of a man. He can sometimes manifest himself in fire or a tempest, or else he represents himself as anything else that we will pay attention to. The definition of a theophany is an, an appearance of God in the Old Testament. The word theophany is a combined word of the Greek word theo, which means God, and phenio, phenio which means to appear. That's what we're talking about. And so we're talking about the barrenness of our God. Before we get into these things, that's why I want to say this thing. Listen, we talk of uh, myths. If you cannot accept the question of barrenness, what else can you accept about scripture? We're told in the beginning, God created heavens and the earth. That's a myth. At least that is what our learned people who have been to the will tell us is a myth. You cannot believe that. Christ rose again, oh, come on, grow up. 
We are living in the 21st century. You are living in the 21st century, but you've left something far behind. And so when we talk about these things, we are talking about that which the human mind cannot comprehend and yet has got eternal ramifications. The supernatural. We get very nervous about the supernatural. William Marion Branham was one of those who would talk about angelic visitations. He would tell you, as he was going, he met an angel under, under, under a tree. And the angel would speak to him. Now, please don't come back next day. I've said, Pastor Lockwood, I've got a testimony. I met an angel. And, um, you know, should I say this or should I not? No, I wouldn't say that. Someone would think I'm, think I'm taking the mickey. And yet, when you read the book of Acts, Apostle Paul writing said, listen, guys, let me read to you. He says, for there stood by me this night an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve. There stood by me an angel of God to whom I belong and to whom I serve. Some of us claim to belong to God, but we don't serve God. Is that correct? I belong to God, but I don't serve God. In fact, God should be serving me, if you don't mind. So there we go. Let's move on. We had been dealing with banners before we came to the first. So we came to the first, and there were prophetic words. Actually, I, let me pick up a few things from there so that I um, put this in perspective. So God spoke to us on the 31st and spoke to us in prophecy. Now, if you cannot believe that God created heavens and the earth, how can you believe in the prophetic word in a way? This is where we come into, we say, oh, that's a myth. That's a myth. Pay your tithe, Old Testament. Yeah. And then when you turn on your light, it's not Old Testament. Because uh, God pays the, um, what's, what's it called? The government pays, 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 pays the electricity bills. Listen to this. I'm on slide seven. Because in the year, in the year as, as you would raise your banner, raise your banner. You know, as I stood there, I was thinking, can you remember where, how, how Jericho was conquered? Remember how, how, how instru what instructions came? Some of them would have liked to go out, bang, 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 give them heavy blows. God said, no, do nothing. Go around. Go around. Go around. The last day, give a heavy shot. Oh, nonsense. Mr. Joshua, I thought you were grown up. You're eating too much of that, uh, whatever it is, we're eating in the wilderness. He's been drinking the thing, or perhaps he's not even taking his medication. You tell him. And yet, when they did this, something happened. So, my friends, this is where we are. Note I said, laying the foundations. I haven't come to banners as yet. So God says, lift up your banner. God says, declare it, shout it. Declare it, shout it. It doesn't mean go down the road on tube shouting, God's my banner, God's my banner. In fact, I will help them to take you out of the train because you are disgracing God. No, you shout it in your heart. You shout it in your heart. Not when you are told your wife is watching television, you shout it, man, you say this woman, because she's come to Europe, she doesn't believe, respect anything anymore. Nothing to do with that. You are being a real, you know, declare it, sing it. Go to slide um, eight, which says, you know the year you are going into shall be a year in which I want to display my power. I want to show you off to people. Now, I like that. God is going to showcase me. Pastor, the, the guy said, we're showcasing something. God is going to showcase you. Have you watched? Have you seen? In fact, when God is showcasing, you may not even know it. Except that you're going about your lawful business. Somebody, wow. Hmm. There's something beautiful about you, lady. And it's not because they want their evil way with you. But there is something. It's the way you go about your business. They may think it's your expensive uh, perfume or something. But hey, it's all to do with God says, this is what you go. You declare it. Let me move on. So what are banners? I'm on slide now. Now we come to the topic. What are banners? 
In human terms, it can be represented by a flag, a sail, a flagstaff, a signal, or a token. You know about totems and stuff like that, but I don't want to go into that. It can be seen on buildings, ships, mountains, mountain tops. You know when somebody climbs up on the mountain and when they get there, they plant the flag of their nation. And some will pl plant the flag of those who sponsor them to be there. Armies carried in war and it becomes a rallying point. The banner on the ground represents, represents defeat and a banner held high represents victory or at least the, 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 the fight continues. For those of us who have watched a few of World War films, I don't know how this is true, but sometimes they said that Japanese, when they wanted to really deal with you, when you come in, they put their flag on the floor, the flag on the ground. If you dare walk on that flag, you are finished. They expect you to stop and pick up the flag. So the flag represents something. Let his banners be. Banners represent the mind, the uniqueness, the prowess, and whatever else a person or a nation or a business wants to convey to both friends and foe. I need to move on because I'm seeking to play a video to you and that's ready. It's just going to be part of my 10 minutes or 30 minutes that's left. So I must move on with the proverbial alacrity. So what are the purposes of banners in general? Banners speak of presence. When you raise up the banner of Christ, you are speaking of the presence of God in your, wherever you are. Banners speak of presence. When the army lifts up the banner, they say, we are, around, we are around. When they come in, you see the banners and, uh, hey, let me say this. Wherever you see a banner, more often than not, you see a, a bugler. I won't call it a trumpeter, a bugler. The one, boom, 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 boom. You, you see it and you hear it. So banners are for also identification. When you see the banner, you see something on it. It tells you who it represents. For those of you who had a good youth and you, 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 you read some storybooks, you know about pirates and stuff like that. And when you see the pirate, when you see the pirate uh, banner and you see it goes like that and the two bones, that speaks of death. It tells you what is coming. Banners declare the purpose also. It tells you what the person who holds the banner is about to do. So we talk of motives. What? Essi, quam, videri. To be is better than to seem to be. That's Latin. Yeah, that's where I went to. We had a, we had a motto. To seem is better. We, that is what they sought to do. Banners carry a message. Banners are never for declarations. Now, a revolution, we're told, is not a tea party. Banners can be comforting for those that it represents. And banners can be a dread to those who are opposed to it. Let me tell you something before I forget. You know, have you ever been in a situation? Have you ever been, oh, this is some mythology, where it seems like the devil has opened his mouth to consume. And everything seems so dark. And you turn to God. And when you turn to God, and you pray to God, and then you have a visitation. And then in that visitation, you see how should I, divisions and divisions and divisions of armies, divisions of, of, of the armed forces. And they are all so splendidly at heart. And they hear the marching, boom, 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 boom. And you look, whoa, isn't this beautiful? And God has sent his holy angels, he sent battalions, no, battalions just to say, I am here with you. We are not talking fables. Let me say to you that banners, slide 11, are mystical, but they are not magical. There's a difference between mystical and magical. Balaam and Balak were involved in magic. I don't care whether you are holy or unholy, just give me your money, I will do for you what you want. And some of us will send money back home. They don't, know, they don't care whether you lead the whole life or not, do something for me. Do something for me. No, no, no. Banners are meant for 
They are not they are mystical, but not magical. Psalm 34, verse 7 says, The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. Someone say amen. amen. The angel. I think when I read the angel, how can an angel encamp? I would expect a lot of angels, but I, how am I to argue with scripture? So it says, the angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him. So who are they that the angel encamps around? Those who fear him. Please keep your gaze on me. Those who fear him. Though you fear God and you have a relationship with God. Let me move on quickly. You go to slide 12, it says, 2 Chronicles 69. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. In this you have done foolishly. Therefore, from now on you shall have wars. What a distinction. God's eyes are going, choo, choo, scanning. I'm looking for somebody to whose aid I will go. That's what the scripture says. So you find a relationship. Psalm 60 verse 4 says, you have given a banner to those who fear you. To whom has God given banners? To those who fear him. It's as simple as that. You pass your English comprehension exams today. Praise God for that. Let's go to slide 14 because the time is fast gone. So when we say we are talking about something mystical but not magical, you know some time ago we treated the subject of sonship. In this prayer, about four years ago, and I have just lifted up this from there. We are talking of the benefits of sonship as we travel on our pilgrim journey. God gives us the right, the authority, the power to do the following, to bear the family name. On your crest, on your banner, what do you have on there? To wear the family crest, hallelujah. To wear the family jersey. To wear the family signet ring. Exercise every power and every authority and have resource. Can we now play that video, please? Thank you, and I'll explain something to you. Second Corinthians 10. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. We know the names of God. We know his banners over us, but what are our banners? What are the banners that we set up in the name of our God? If we are his army, how are we ranked? What regiments do we have? What units are in effect? What are the weapons of our warfare? What tribe do you belong to? First are the prayer warriors of Reuben, the excellency of dignity and power. Their flag is Reuben's color, carried by the white of grace with praying hands. Next come the worshippers of Levi, those that lead into worship, that light the way into the holy place, whose trumpet breaks down the walls of cities and of strongholds. The apostleship of Judah, a lion, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh comes, and to him shall be the obedience of the people. 
Judah's color is brown, is underpinned with the royal purple, overlaid with the lion of Judah. Such are the presbytery. The preachers and teachers of Asher, as it is said, bread from Asher shall be rich. Asher's color is red and is overlaid with a Bible in blue, color of the spirit. The prophets of Dan, the word of God living and active, Dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of Judah. The scales overlaid Dan's color, bordered with white, which is the grace in which we prophesy. Administrators of Issachar, connection between the spiritual and the earthly. Issachar is a strong donkey, laying down between two burdens. Issachar's color is on the ground, blue, the spirit above, white, the grace that connects the two. And the symbol of administration is offset, as the ministry does not work for itself. The multimedia crew of Naphtali. Naphtali is a dear let use. He uses beautiful words. And the multimedia team beautifies. The evangelists and the missionaries of Zebulun. As it is said, Zebulun shall dwell by the haven of the sea. He shall become a haven for ships. It is these ships that bring the gospel around the world. Zebulun's color is overlaid with the ANC logo. The disciples of Joseph. Joseph is he who restored his brothers, as it is said that his bow remained in strength and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From there is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. Joseph, the color of green and the white of grace, overlaid with the helping hands of the ANC logo. The youth of Gad for the journey, showing Noah holding the dove. Gad is an overcomer. As it is written, Gad, a troop shall trample upon him, but he shall triumph at last. Though the youth have many trials and many roads ahead of them, they shall overcome. Finally, the children, the colors of Benjamin the youngest. The crown represents our children, future kings and priests of our Lord. What division do you belong to? What banner will you rise up in the name of your God. Amen. That's a question to you. Where do you, where do you really belong? And the reason why I have shown you this because I, in, preparing, in preparing my sermon, this was, I was told, the video was available. You can tell the unmistakable voice of our brother Anthony Sheehy. I said, I'd like to use this. Let me just read to you. Actually, when you go home, read Numbers 2. You can remember Numbers 2. If I can remember it, you can remember that also. Numbers 2. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, The people of Israel shall encamp, each by his own standard. Standard, a flag. With the banners of their father's houses. Whoa, whoa, whoa. With the banners of their father's houses. 
I met a girl once, we prayed for her, and something things happened. She said, my father's totem banner is that of a dog. And when you someone is backing, yippity, yippity, he said, whoa, be careful. They shall come facing the tent of the meeting on every side. You go to verse 31, it says, all those listed in the camp of Dan were 156, 600. They shall set out last, standard by standard, flag by flag. Banners by banners, and God is calling us. Thus did the people of Israel, according to all that the Lord commanded Moses, so they camped by their standards, and so they set out each one in his clan, according to his father's house. I don't have time to go beyond this. I could have told you the declaration of Moses. Moses built an altar. He said, The Lord, my banner. Wow. He saw something powerful. Amalek defeated. Through the works of his hands lifted up. Talk of collaboration. There was Moses. Talk of collaboration. There was Aaron. Talk of collaboration. There was Ur. And they were looking. And they saw. To collaborate is to agree to do. When you are told you got 25 minutes. You take the 25 minutes to do anything more than that. And you have ceased to collaborate. There is a royal banner given for display. For the soldiers of the king. Perhaps next time we shall play that. Why don't you rise with me, my friends? We hope you've been blessed by this teaching. You just listened to Pastor Abraham Saki of the Apostolic Church All Nation Centre in Kennington, London. Our address is 13 Tyres Terrace, Lambeth, London, SE11 5LZ. Call us on 020-7820-9917. Find us on the web at www.apostolic anc.org The All Nation Center, reaching out into the community in practical and caring ways.